0: This is episode 60. Feel self worth and acceptance, even when you want to change something about yourself, like your physical appearance or weight, with Gabby. Welcome to Over It and On with It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice, as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hello, and welcome to the show, everybody. I want to say hi to a lot of the new listeners that we've had to join the Over It and On With It community in the past few weeks. I've been on a couple big podcasts and had a lot of people start downloading the show and subscribing, so thank you and welcome. And if you haven't had a chance yet to go back and dig into the backlog a little, I encourage you to do so. If you haven't noticed, every Wednesday I put up an episode that's me coaching a person live on the air, and I always set it up in the beginning, play the call, and then break it down with some takeaways at the end, and then every Saturday or Sunday, I put up a coach's corner where I bring one of my friends or colleagues or someone I really admire on, and instead of doing just an interview, we really dig into a certain topic, and they offer you some coaching. So if you have some time, go back, listen to some past episodes. There's some great ones on getting over a breakup, shame, dealing with your parents, feeling more confident, starting a business, and if you haven't listened to the very first episode I did, my over it and on with it story. I encourage you to do that too, because there's a great who am I exercise in that for you. So if you ever ask yourself that question, who am I, that's a good one to dig into. Okay. So I want to start this episode off by talking about the fierceness, the nastiness of our inner critic. Ever hard on yourself? Listen up. So those of you who've listened to the show for a while and been in my tribe know that I'm really open about what I'm learning in my life because as long as I'm still human, I'm still learning. And last week I had a really cool opportunity come my way that I was both nervous and excited about and it was awesome until afterwards when I totally beat the crap out of myself regarding how I did. Oh my goodness. It was brutal. I wanted to go back in time and get a do-over. Anybody relate to that? Like you do something or you say something or you have a performance or whatever it is and then you just critique yourself and you wish you would have said that or done this and you just want to rewind time and get a do-over. But unfortunately, we don't get to do that. We can't rewind time and we're left to face our fierce self-critic. And that critic does not feel good. You know, it totally blinded me to all the amazing things that came out of the opportunity. Luckily, after a few perspective check conversations with my friends, I was able to shift it, but man, I was reminded of how awful it is to have negative self-talk. First of all, it's physically exhausting. You know, after I shifted my energy and decided that, you know, my inner critic really needed to pipe down and my self-compassion and gratitude needed to up its volume, I realized how tired it makes me. That inner critic takes a lot of negative energy. You know, I was talking about this on my coaching call with the peeps in my personal mastery course last night. It also puts out negative energy to the universe. We're always contributing. We're always putting out a vibe, not just by what we're saying out loud and not just by our behaviors, but what we're thinking. So when our self-talk is really negative and really nasty, that's the energetic vibe we're putting out. It's very low frequency. So, what's your contribution? Your self talk not only influences you, but it influences the vibe you're broadcasting. I mean, you can feel that from people. People that are happy or people that are just in a place of self acceptance or gratitude, they can light up a room when they walk in. But man, people that are hard on themselves and are constantly complaining about something and are negative, they sort of suck the life out of the room. So, my encouragement to you is watch that nasty inner critic. It is not helping you, it is not motivating you in a positive way. It is draining your energy and broadcasting bad vibes, which will therefore attract less of what you truly want in your life. That doesn't mean you have to be a cheerleader. You know, I'm always reminded. You remember that Saturday Night Live skit of, I think it was Stuart Smiley, and he was looked in the mirror and wore that cheesy sweater, and he's like, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. I'm not saying you have to be a big old cheese ball like that to yourself. What I am saying is you've got to get away from that intense self-criticism and just say things like, I did the best I could. I'm proud of myself. I acknowledge myself for having courage. We've got to bring ourselves back to neutral, back to acceptance. The critic does us no good. It does not help us grow, it does not help us improve. Which brings me to my call with Gabby, who's really struggling with self worth and self acceptance. Her inner critic is really, really loud, especially when it comes to her weight. I think you'll really enjoy this coaching session I do with Gabby because you'll learn the difference between toward and away from motivation. So as you're listening to this call, consider, are you making your self-worth and acceptance conditional? Like when I lose 20 pounds, then I'll be lovable. When I have more money, then I'll feel worthy. Do you struggle with body image issues? Has releasing weight been a constant theme in your life? Does the fear of rejection haunt you? Does it keep you from really putting yourself out there and taking risks and going after the things you want? And how does being a selfish person sound to you? What are the sneaky ways that you're actually being quite selfish in your life? Lots of good stuff in this coaching session. Be sure to listen to my breakdown after the call too. And just a reminder to subscribe to my weekly updates, send a lot of good advice and tips, everything from practical to spiritual advice, go to ChristineHassler.com. I'm doing a lot more Facebook Live, so you can follow me at Christine Hassler and Instagram I'm Christine Hassler as well. Also, before we dive into the call, cool news that Audible is gifting my community with a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial, which is super cool. There are like 200,000 titles to choose from, and you can download them to any one of your gadgets. Go to audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it. Again, audibletrial.com slash over it and on with it, and the and is spelled out. You can also catch all the links in my show notes that are up at christinehassler.com slash podcast. All right, let's get into my call with Gabby. Well, hello, Gabby. Welcome to the show. What's your question?
1: Hi. So my question for you today is I've I've been having a very hard time with letting go of what I think people think of me. And I would really just like some coaching on how to not care so much about what others think of me and to not base my self-worth on, on what others see me as or what I assume others see me as.
0: Yes. That's a very good question. And I'm sure a lot of people listening relate to that. (laughs) So let me ask you this. What do you think people think of you?
1: Oh, that's difficult to answer. You know, I don't really know. I guess sometimes, see the reason why I'm specifically talking about these issues because lately I've been feeling like I've been rejected um, by friend group, by um, a love interest. And I don't really, um, I have a hard time accepting. And so I think that a lot of th- different things run in my mind as to why perhaps I may be undesirable.
0: Mm, okay. So why don't you tell me some of those things? Why do you think you're undesirable as a friend or romantic interest?
1: I guess I really don't know. I mean, I've always had Body image issues, and so I think it's a little bit irrational thinking. But I constantly assume that you know because I'm overweight, or because it's something about my physical appearance, I, I would assume um, also perhaps that I care too much. I think maybe I come off as obsessive sometimes, and like my, my thought process. Or is that making any sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. How do you think you come across as obsessive? Well, I tend to. Overthink situations, and I think that when I overthink it, um, it's important for me to talk about it. And so I talk about it with my friends, and I talk about it with people. And, and then I get a little bit overwhelmed and freaked out, thinking that I'm,
0: you know, bothering them or annoying them with my problems. Oh, okay. Like you're too much on some level. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, is there anything else on your list of what you think makes you undesirable?
1: Um. No, I can't think of anything else in my mind. Um, I know because I've had body image issues, I, I constantly think it has to do with my physical appearance. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, the group of my friends always reassure me, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with you. You look just fine, but I can't seem to get past that. And so I think my issue is really rooted in self-esteem or rooted in the idea that I can't let go of what I think others think of me and just kind of accept me and what I think of myself.
0: Right. Yes. That's sort of the surface level thing that's going on. Let me ask you this. Do only people with model type bodies that are projected as our image of perfection, are they the only people that have relationships and friends? Um, no, not really. But Right. Yeah. So, so your whole theory of, well, people must not like me because I don't have this body I think I need to have probably isn't that true, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. Right. Right. And I would probably guess that this whole, you know, talking about what's on my heart is probably not that true either in terms of turning people away. Right. So, Here's the thing, and this is actually really, really, really good news for you, is outer experience is a reflection of inner reality. So this really has nothing to do with what they think of you. This has everything to do with what you think of yourself. So you're spot on in the terms of it is a self-esteem issue. The problem is you're waiting for external validation to give you confidence, You're waiting for the body or you're waiting for the romantic relationship or you're waiting for the group of friends to accept you or whatever it is to make you feel confident about yourself. Do you see that?
1: Yes, I absolutely agree.
0: And so as you probably know, because you listen to the show and you've done self-development work, it is an inside process, but it's really hard to like ourselves when we're judging ourselves. Yes. So let me ask you this. If you like, what, how do you want your body to change? Like how much weight do you want to lose in your head? I would say like at least 20 pounds. Okay. So if you lost 20 pounds, mm-hmm. what would be different?
1: Um, I would be different, I guess. I would just feel more confident in who, in, in who I am. And, and I would assume that I would be able to remove that as a reason to not be desirable or and I would just be more confident and happy in, in, in what I see when I look in the mirror.
0: Right. So all you have to do is lose 20 pounds and you're going to be confident and happy.
1: I I mean, I would hope so. But, but I think I think if I'm understanding correctly, it's, it's not really
0: about the weight. And there'll probably be something else that I'll hold on to after. Correct. And you said the key word, holding on to. So what do you think this weight is really about? What do you think you're holding on to, Gabby, that's weighing you down and that's preventing you from truly being seen?
1: I guess just, I don't know. I i, I fear, I don't know what pre- would prevent me from being seen, just fear of acceptance, fear that I'm not good enough, fear that mm-hmm. I have to be something, I have to be more than what I am now or less of weight. <laughs>
0: Right. And what you're talking about here is is part of the human epidemic. Everyone struggles at some point with self-worth of not feeling good enough, of not feeling deserving. So you're not alone in this. And I just want to say that to you. And so many of us that struggle with weight and that heaviness is a lot of it is just because of extreme self-loathing and also not having the tools to really deal with our emotions and our feelings. And so finding things like food or, or things that promote more laziness to soothe us and make us feel better. Because the thing is, sweetheart, you are so intensely critical of yourself inside your head that the only way you get any sweetness in your life is with food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so it's going to be hard to lose the weight and hard to shift how you eat and hard to make self-honoring choices around exercise and movement. If the only relief that you get, if the only sweetness that you get, if the only pleasure that you get is food. Yeah. Yeah. Your body's going to want to hang on to that because it's the one thing you have.
1: Mm -hmm. That makes sense.
0: So part of this is Instead of, I, I would love to support you in creating a joy and creativity plan instead of a diet and exercise plan. I like that idea. Yeah, Because it doesn't sound to me like you have a lot of joy and creativity in your life. No. <laughs> so what brings you joy? Honestly, what brings
1: me the most joy is to be around people and, and, I mean, I consider myself an outgoing person and I Mm -hmm. like to hang out with my friends and have conversations, but it's, it's weird because I'm, I feel my best when I'm around with people, but I also feel my worst in the sense that I, I guess I care too much um, Mm -hmm. if they perceive me a certain way or whatnot, Um, but I would, I feel joy hanging out with, um, with the people that I'm closest with.
0: Okay. So I'm going to say something that may sound a little blunt and direct. But my Mm -hmm. intention is to help you shift out of this. So the way you're being with your friends is really, really, really selfish and mean. (laughs) Okay. Yes. Because you're too self-obsessed. Okay. (laughs) Imagine if I was on this call with you. And the whole time I was like, oh, man, I don't really like the way my dress looks. Oh, oh, gosh, am I doing a good job? I don't really know. Oh, does she like me? Oh, are people listening going to like this show? I don't know. What if I was doing that the whole time that I, in my head, what if that was my internal commentary the entire time I was here with you? How would that affect our interaction?
1: Um, I guess the other person would perceive you as selfish or obsessed and I guess not really participating fully um, in a two sided in a in, in a conversation that's with two people. It's they're in their head. I exactly. would just in their head and not you're present with me.
0: There you go. <laughs> How does it feel for you to have me here being one hundred percent present with you?
1: It feels good because I feel like someone's actually listening and and I appreciate um, I appreciate you listening.
0: Yeah. So imagine if you could show up with your friends 100% present and just lean in to that part of you that enjoys being with them. And instead of thinking about, do they like me and my body this or whatever else is the internal commentary, imagine if you could just be asking the question, how can I be even more present? How can I bring even more joy? How can I be even more curious about my friend? How can I be even more vulnerable in this moment? Imagine if you leaned into that and actually fed your soul with the connection that you crave. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That makes a lot of sense, <laughs> right? I think, I guess at first I thought my issue was that, you know, there was something wrong with me, and and perhaps I wanted to figure out how others perceive me, but maybe it's all just been in my head, and and by doing that, I'm jeopardizing the the relationships that are right in the moment. But, Correct. Correct. Okay.
0: And I also want to say, Gabby, I can tell you're a very sweet and loving person. Your behavior was just being selfish and rude to yourself mainly. So I mainly just said that because I wanted a pattern interrupt with you. Please know that I know that you're very sweet and very gentle and very caring and not a selfish person. It's just that insecurity often causes us to behave in self-obsessed ways which is rather selfish because we're too focused on ourselves and what other people think of us. But underneath that, what we long for is we just want to be seen. We just want to be accepted. We just want to be loved. And acceptance is not about, oh, I've got to check all these boxes off and I got to behave a certain way. True acceptance is, is when people really see us in our authenticity and connect with us that way. So you want to be authentic. You want to be fully you. And I'm sure if I had your friends here and I was interviewing them, I'd, they, I'd ask, you know, when do you enjoy Gabby most? And they'd probably say, oh, we enjoy her most when, you know, she's out of her head and she's here with us and she's not being critical of herself. Because I can tell you when I have a friend or someone I care about and all they're doing is being critical of themselves and doubting themselves, it's hard to be around. Because I'm like, look, I love you. I see you. Like, I wish you could see the Gabby that I see. Right. And so a lot of times we attract rejection in our life when we're self-rejecting. The rejection you're experiencing, Gabby, doesn't have anything to do with you not being enough. It has everything to do with you being so self-rejecting on the inside and so self-critical on the inside that that's the energetic you're broadcasting. Oh. And so it's almost like pushing people away. Okay,
1: that makes sense. <laughs> so I would, I just don't know how to, to stop really that pattern in my mind, you know?
0: Um, well, instead of, because you've been trying to stop it for so long. And and so much of how you've been trying to deal with the weight and stop p- obsessive pattern is by focusing too much on the weight <laughs> and the critical thinking. So instead of you focusing on stopping things and pushing them down, I want you to think of what you're going to start and what you're going to lean into. So one of those things is just being curious and being more connected when you go out in the world and really having a different internal dialogue in your head, like I said, about like, how can I connect more? How can I be curious more? How can I ask more questions? I want you to pretend that you're like a reporter or a detective. And you know, reporters or detectives, when, when they go out, they have to be, they can't be focused on themselves because they have to gather the information, right? They have to be super aware of what's going on in the world. So I kind of want you. have you ever done any acting or anything like that?
1: Yeah, I've done, I've done some acting.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. Okay, so could you sort of take on the role of, you know, like a reporter or detective that's all about looking at your surroundings and becoming really immersed in connecting with the world outside of you in an authentic way?
1: Yeah, I think I I could do that. I could do that. Mhm. Mhm.
0: Yes. Okay, great. Great. And then, and doesn't that sound like a lot more fun than sitting at home, trying to think about how you're going to feel more confident and how you're going to turn down the voice of your inner critic? Yeah, it definitely sounds more fun and more creative. (laughs) Right. So why, yeah. So why not go out and be a different way and behave a different way? And that's when you'll start to notice the confidence will start to come in because confidence isn't something we get necessarily by going out and achieving things confidence is really about full self-acceptance. And the more you connect with people in an authentic way, the more you're going to experience that self-acceptance Okay. because the core of who we all are, is whole and complete and lovable. And when we show up in the world with an open heart and we aren't in our own heads and we aren't so concerned about what are you going to think? What are you going to think? Because I don't know about you or anyone listening, but when I go out in the world and I'm all concerned about what are people going to think? What are people going to think? I don't come across as authentic. I come across awkward and I say yeah. weird things and my body language is weird. And sometimes I have that like resting bitch face, you know, <laughs> where, where it's like it's like you're, you're deep in thought and deep in your own like inner voice and, and you don't even realize that you have a terrible look on your face that seems unapproachable. And that's sort of the things that we do when we're too in our head. But when we're in our hearts and our heart is open we become curious and playful, then we come across as more authentic, and it starts to silence the yeah. voice of the inner critic and I want to tell you, you know i I'm not diving too much into your past here because I really want to support you in creating behavior that moves you toward where you want to go. Mm-hmm. So when I look it, I can see there has been some heartbreak, you know, especially when you were younger, sometimes where you showed up as fully you and that didn't go so well. <laughs> there was some criticism or some judgment or feeling like you couldn't really be who you were. Does this make sense to you? Yeah, no, definitely.
1: I mean, <clears throat> I think that well, I didn't move a lot um when I was younger. So, um it was always kind of hard because I had to start new friendships, but at the same time, I've always struggled with like body image issues and I mean, I've been on yo-yo diets, dieting, but I think I've always kind of held onto to this idea that you know once I'm perfect, like once I fix something about me, then I can actually form you know or be fully accepted and just form real the real relationships so
0: okay, so you can do that right now today, please let go of the once I blah 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 then, or when I blah 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 then. Because it's a, it's an incorrect equation. Right. It's like you telling me, oh, Christine, two plus two is five. (laughs) Like, no, Gabby, it's really not. Yeah. There is nothing you need to change about you to have the connection and acceptance you desire, except for the way you perceive yourself. Losing 20 pounds is not going to change your life because you're still going to be stuck with the same thought patterns and belief systems, even when that happens. And you could do it and you could feel better for a while, but like you said, then there'd be something else. So the real issue here, like you said in the beginning, is coming to that deep place of self-acceptance. And so much of our route to that is through joy and creativity and connection. So tell me what else you love to do. What what brings you joy? What creative projects do you love?
1: Well, I guess I I like to write. I like to write. I do a lot of traveling as well. I just like to explore. Like I said, I like to be present with people, but I also don't like to stay at home often. I like mm-hmm. to just be out and about, mm-hmm. um, taking walks. You know, I do a lot of traveling actually, and and I write about what I see. Beautiful um, writing is also a creative outlet
0: for me. Beautiful. And do you think you spend enough time doing that? Um, I could spend more time doing that. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the other thing about you know the weight and the yo-yo dieting and the moving is that a lot of times when we're little and things feel really out of control, so the moving around a lot as a kid is is kind of hard because things feel very uncertain. And when we have that sense of things feel very uncertain, we'll look to something in our life we feel like we can control. And often it's body. And so we almost become like obsessive um, about that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes perfect sense.
0: So another part, and and you know, I, I really understand that you really love travel and moving around a lot. However, I want to support you in having a relationship with the little girl inside of you and making sure she feels really safe and grounded, even if you're traveling, even if you're moving around a lot, because I feel like there's a part of you that just wants to have roots and a home and feel grounded. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So (laughs) what is your spiritual practice? Um... Well, I am actually,
1: um, I come from more of a, more so religious family. And so I, I personally do pray. I'm, I'm Christian. Um, mm-hmm. so I do try to connect with, with God and, and I, and I do, I do pray and I do kind of reflect and take time to, to just thank, to thank my God
0: that, to thank God of of what I do have. Mm-hmm. Have you ever asked for assistance in letting go of your obsession about weight? Um, no, I've actually never asked that before. I guess I've never really,
1: um, when I have taken the time to like pray and reflect, um, it's never really been about, um, I guess, helping me and and going through things. So it's just being thankful for what I have. And also, or if I, if I have other people in my mind present, like mm. my aunt or whatnot, but I've never really asked to help with the issues
0: that I carry. <laughs> it's time to start Gabby. It's time to start asking and praying for you. You can continue to pray for other people. That's beautiful, but this is at the core of your self-worth issue here. You're not even asking for anything from God. Wow. <laughs> yeah,
1: I guess I'm not now that I've realized that I haven't really ever.
0: <laughs> yeah. So let yourself feel the love and support from God. Let yourself go and connect to other people. This is all about getting your heart and your soul fed. Okay. And feeling grounded in that and feeling that sense of home. You know, when we feel like we're really loved by our higher power and we have a circle of people that love us, it gives us a feeling of home. Yeah. And that's what I encourage you to be committed to. Forget about the 20 pounds. When you let this burden go of needing to be a certain way and needing to prove and allow the love in, I suspect a lot of the weight will just release. But you have to let yourself be seen, even be seen by God. You're even hiding in your prayers. (laughs) Well, wow. <laughs> Yeah. That's true. Yeah. So we talked about a lot. What, what can you do moving forward? What are your, what are your commitments and action steps? Well, I think, uh, well, s-
1: start with really just trying to allow myself to be seen, um, and to, that it's okay to feel vulnerable and, but to just truly and authentically be me, including, um, including like you mentioned with my prayers and, and what I ask of, and also just trying to be more present and (laughs) I'll try the reporter tactic, but I'll really try to just be in the moment and, Mm -hmm. and really just open up Mm -hmm. and to not be so in my head, but to accept people in my life and, and to accept God more in my life and to not hide from,
0: from God either. Mm -hmm. um, I hope that made sense, but it did beautiful. How does that feel? It feels good. Yeah. It was good to have this conversation. Yeah. 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 Let the love in, let yourself be seen. Yes. What I love so much about this session was the shift in Gabby. Did you catch that in her voice? Her whole energy shifted As soon as we got her out of the vibration of being in her negative self-talk and being woe is me and my self-worth is this and my self-acceptance is this and my weight is this and people don't like me, and we started talking about creativity and connection, she totally started to shift. And that's the difference between away from and toward motivation. When we attempt to motivate ourselves by getting away from something, away from feeling fat, away from feeling unattractive, away from feeling rejected, it's a pushing motivation. And often we do it by being very hard on ourselves. And it's not sustainable because it comes from negative energy. Toward motivation is when we look at what we want to bring into our life more creativity, more health more joy. And the thing with torn motivation is that in order to tap into it, you don't have to use the inner critic. You just get to go after what it is you want, what your vision is. I'm telling you, it's much more inspiring and sustainable. When we focus too much on what we want to get rid of, it persists. It totally persists because we're giving it so much focus and energy. Instead, focus on what you're going to start, what you're going to lean into, what you're going to move toward. I also want to talk about what a waste of energy obsessing about our appearance and weight is. Kind of like I was saying about our inner critic, it's a bad investment of our energy real estate and honestly weighs us down both energetically and physically. From my experience in working with people, the heaviness they carry about the weight they are carrying and the constant focus they make it makes it harder to release. Imagine if you took all that energy that you invested into criticizing yourself and obsessing about your weight and thinking, when this, my life would be so different. And if it's not your weight, what is the thing you obsess about? What is that thing that you think, oh, once I fix this thing, then everything in my life will be perfect? Not the way it works. So if weight in particular is something you struggle with, here are a few things I shared with Gabby that I want to emphasize with you. First of all, you've got to find a new way to soothe yourself. So often, emotional eating, just eating bad in general, not putting healthy, nourishing things into our body is because we use food to soothe ourselves. So Expectation Hangover is a great resource for this. It's my last book. There's lots of ways I teach you how to release emotions, how to have compassion, how to be that parent to yourself that maybe you didn't have so that you can find emotional and mental and behavioral resources and patterns that can help soothe when you get triggered so that you don't turn to food. The other thing is get a new way to feed your soul. We all need soul food and we all want pleasure. If food and eating and going out to dinner and drinking is the only way you get pleasure, of course you're going to have trouble releasing weight. We need pleasure. How else are you going to get it? Is it going to be through creativity? Is it going to be through taking a dance class? Is it going to be through connecting with more friends? Is it going to be through having a purpose in your life? How do you want to impact? How do you want to show up? What's your vision? How can you be focused on something way, way, way more important than how you look? And finally, you've got to commit and take action on your commitments. I have a lot of people ask me how I stay lean and fit. Well, I commit. Exercise is a non-negotiable for me. Eating right is a non-negotiable. I love putting nourishing food into my body. It feels good. I love the endorphins and adrenaline that I get from exercise. I have a lot of toward motivation towards it. And I've had things like depression that I thought I could never, ever, ever get over. Many of you have heard me talk about that a lot. I had to decide to stop letting that be my label. I had to get support, really make different choices, and get underneath it. You know, do the work that I teach in Expectation Hangover to really look at what is truly causing the depression. And finally, stop making your weight mean anything negative about you. It doesn't mean you're unlovable. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. It doesn't mean you're going to be rejected. See yourself as whole and complete and lovable just as you are. The more you see that yourself that way, the more making healthy choices will become easier. And remember, external things and people cannot fix you. Like Gabby said, She's had groups of friends say to her time and time again, you look great, we love you. But she needs to believe it. She needs to say it to herself. Other people can reassure us, but it's up to us to change our inner experience. Stop waiting for the external things to give you the confidence. When I have this, then I'll feel this is an incorrect equation. It's like saying two plus two is five incorrect. You can have whatever follows your then, now. All right. Some takeaways for you, some assignments. I always love to give assignments at the end of the call. First, if there's something that you want to shift in your life, make a list of your toward motivation. What's your why? Why do you want to shift it? And what are you moving toward? Stop focusing on the negative. Stop focusing on what you want to change. What are those positive qualities and visions you want to move toward? Second, make a list of what you're committed to. Write it down. Don't just think about it in your head. And if you really want this to be effective, get an accountability partner. Get someone that you can show up with. Maybe it's on the phone. Maybe it's email, but that you can check in with and say, I did this today or I didn't. Third, if you're working on confidence, if you're working on shifting the way you see yourself, take on that role play exercise like I suggested Gabby do. Instead of being self-obsessed and selfish when you're in social situations or out in the world, be a reporter, take on a role, tap into those acting skills a little bit. We all have them and see if you can focus really more on being present and engaging and connection than how you look and your own negative self-talk, self-criticism. And finally, if it resonates with you, pray. Pray for help with your growth. You heard Gabby say, you know, she really never prays for herself. Ask for the highest good of all concerned when you're praying for others. And when you are praying for yourself, ask for the help in making the shifts that move you into knowing who you truly are. I remind you all a lot on this show, and I remind you because we all forget, you are enough, you are lovable, you can change and heal anything in your life, believe you can. And I'm always here supporting you and getting over it and on with it. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It and On With It. I love hearing from you, so please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.